0: Welcome to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, normally I would ask you how you're doing here, but I really don't have to even try to care today. We have Mo Hill on the show, and that's
1: who I want to know how you're doing, Mo. So, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great, man. That was that
2: was quite a uh, jump over Harrison straight to me. That was hilarious. He just like ran me over with a truck 20 seconds into the podcast. He's like, Harrison, was- well, if you're alive, that's great. But, Mo, how are you doing? Exactly. I'm doing doing well. I'm
1: rolling, guys. I'm I'm doing as well as I could during this time.
0: (laughs) It's good. It's good to hear, Harrison. How you doing? You You know, I'm. I'm,
2: You know, we don't have time for that. We got to get straight into the question. I was doing a lot better before the intro. I'm not going to lie. Like,
0: (laughs) oh man. Mo joins us uh, from Bleacher Report, The Athletic. He has a great uh, video series that he puts straight onto his Twitter account. Uh, he's one of the smartest basketball people out there um, and is also the result of one of the all-time, just out-of-context Phil Jackson tweets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get into that, though. Um, mo so, i want to start uh, here I wanna,
1: you've been I doing i want to address that because just... <laughs> harry the one that throws it out
2: every time he gets a chance <laughs> it's just it's, it's your just... version of the euro stumble like i tweet that video and <laughs> like i got something for everyone and it's for just, you it's, it's just a jackson
1: tweet. it's just every time and it's just like <sighs> you <laughs> know and it's and you know it's just kind of just like all right well you know the, the <laughs> we, 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 at least phil knows my name like i you know are just, just like what are you you're just like damn all right whatever
0: for those who are like just kind of wondering what's going on phil jackson retweeted while uh some team was on a run quote mo is a b word i'm not going to repeat repeat the word here and 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 kill it for harrison here but he tweeted out <laughs> mo is a b word and ever since then harrison has tweeted out the screen grab.
2: It yeah. To be honest, I don't even know Every, who that tweet is actually about. Like, is it most famous? No, like, was, I don't it was, know. It was, no, 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 no. It was about momentum. It's momentum. about momentum. Wow. He <laughs> thought, thought, thought he was talking about somebody in particular. Going.
1: He oh yeah, he was going I genuinely thought
2: that it was about like uh, like most famous no. or something. So yeah, there, no, I don't know. It's so there about must momentum. have been
1: a moment in your head where you actually thought he was actually going at me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I wanted to believe. yes. <laughs> it's,
0: it's head no, There's all kinds of scary things that exist in Harrison's head that, that you know we just yeah.
2: To me, try that, to that like, is what the tweet it. is about. it's about Modakil, <laughs> our guest yeah. today on this podcast? But
1: yeah. no, it's it's momentum. It's momentum. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Speaking of momentum, we got to try to get this thing moving in a forward direction here. Mo, you've been you've been writing uh, power rankings weekly for Bleacher Report. And I'm kind of curious, did you did you just get sick of talking about the Lakers? It was like four straight weeks of them uh, at the top of the power rankings. They've been no, 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 no! I'm not saying I'm not saying they shouldn't have dropped. They lost a couple games. Like, were you happy that like finally I get to talk about some other team up here?
1: No, because it's it's I have to write about all thirty teams. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's not like I get to write less if a new team yeah. comes in. <laughs> I still have to write about the Lakers. I still have to write about the other twenty nine teams. You know, I, I thought you were coming in at me, so that's why a little bit defensive. No, of course because not. One, I would never do Lakers, that. No, the welcome Lakers to the Thunderdome, Mo.
2: We lo- we looked up the history on this. We got the receipts. Like you, you are hating on the Lakers. They've dropped the last two weeks, and like <laughs> and clearly, you are trying to start the We Believe mo- uh, memes for us again. Like you're, like if you drop them to seven, Which I appreciate. Like, we're start honestly, tweeting there's them. too like, many.
0: There's too many I mean, people uh, believing in the Lakers right now. So
2: perfectly fine. I, let me put it to you this way. Okay.
1: <laughs> if it's more like I kind of predict things, right? I saw it coming. I dropped them a few spots, mm-hmm. you know, for losing to the Warriors two weeks ago. Everybody got all upset. Laker fans, all. By the way, nothing is more amazing than Laker fans being just angry at you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite an experience. Um,
0: I've never had and, any experience with that. Just, yeah. I,
1: and then you find out some of your friends all of a sudden are Laker fans and are sending you messages. <laughs> You're just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, where'd this come from? And then, lo and behold, <laughs> they lose two more games that week. You know what happens is, and this is for every team. When when I put a team in the, in the rankings, 30 teams 30 fan bases all of them don't like where they're at everybody's always (laughs) upset you know only the top team's happy and you know you'll have a fan base be upset with you and then i have to start rooting against that fan base for the week not the team the fan base Mm -hmm. so you know uh i was sitting there listen the lakers were in a tough game against cleveland you guys could have dropped further down could have mm-hmm. dropped further down if you lost. I mean, honestly, game if they to. would have
2: lost to the Cavs, they would have deserved to drop further down. <laughs>
1: so I'm, I'm texting a friend of mine, going like, "Yeah,
2: <laughs> let's go <back. laughs> just to be like, ah, all of you in my been, mentions." That's been my relationship well, wait, with wait, the wait. So Mavericks hold on, hold on a second. So you were, you were screaming, yeah, during the Lakers, like while the Lakers were kind of failing against the Cavs a little bit. You are a former scout, video coordinator. You know all that. Were you the guy that LeBron was pissed at? Like, were you yelling <laughs> oh, so God. loud from press row that LeBron was like, "Oh, they, yeah, I saw this scout, and he really he cheered too loud when I missed."
1: And yeah, he heard me. He heard me from my bedroom in Encino. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, he might be able to. I would be very creeped out if he. He would be very creeped out. <laughs> no, the oh. Uh, uh, no, look, it's. I actually don't root for any team. It's just sometimes it's it's more fun of going like, all right, fine. At least the Laker fans will 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 lay off a little bit if they lose. You know.
2: All right, so I you wonder... heard it here first. You can bully Mo into putting him them back at the top of the power ranking. Oh no, like, you that, can't. That's... No, you no, can Don't don't, <laughs> don't you dare, it's Harrison, give them that idea. Because I'll tell you right now, they'll
1: be ranked thirty seventh.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But it puts them below a couple G League teams. It's like, your fans were mean to me. That's the only graph. It's like, do better next week.
0: Just make sure if you're sending any, you know, frustrated tweets and stuff like that, just send them to Mo on Twitter at... H.M. Fagan and, and I'm sure he'll get them you know
2: <laughs> actually knowing Harrison I probably would <laughs> <laughs> so
0: um, I'm, I'm kind of curious I do want to kind of pull this thread on on you know people who cover the league but don't really have a team that they specifically root for so like is it just observational is there is there anything that kind of gets to the chemistry of of you know, that, that really gets you going. Is it just good basketball or or do you feel do you find anything to kind of fill that? I don't want to call it a void because it's, I guess, for lack of a better term, void and experience. Right. You're not having that aspect of rooting for the for a team. Is there anything else that fills
1: it for you? Well, I mean, like, look, you know, I was a Laker fan growing up you know, diehard Mm -hmm. Laker fan all the way through. I'd be screaming in people's mentions right now if my experiences in life were were different, you know, (laughs) like what the hell, all all that deal. But, you know, once I started working in the NBA, yeah, I'm a fan of the team cutting my check, (laughs) you know, and then, and then, you know, once I, once I left, it's like, okay, well, I, I I have people I root for people who I, who who I've worked with, who, who I respect, who I want to see do well. But, you know, I don't sit there and 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 really cheer one way or another. I just want good basketball at the end of the day. And yeah. like that's, you know, and I'm excited for good basketball. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And and listen, I'm going to watch a ton of games. And there are some games I got to watch that are just bad basketball, but I got to get through it because I need to, you know, see what these teams are doing. And, you know, when, what I want to see more than anything else and what I'm rooting for is good basketball and good basketball games, like a good product. And and and, mm-hmm. and that that keeps me entertained, and that fills that void for me. In terms of a fan, I'm a I'm an idiot USC football fan, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and it, yeah. like you know ir- irrational, all that stuff, you know, and things like that. But you know, when it comes to the NBA, just having had the experience of working with a team and and being in the grind and knowing what it takes to, and knowing what what it feels like when you lose, you know, it's it's I, I just don't really have a full. Like fan experience, I have friends who are fans who who are in our group chats and and stuff, and we and we mess around and, and talk and stuff, and they always th- they think I'm a Sixers fan because I'm fascinated <laughs> by the Sixers. Um, yeah, you're an so, interesting team. They're just it's just they've been interesting for the past three years. Like there's no way. And, and 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 every time I want to quit them, they pull me back in, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And my friends are just like, that's it. Mo's a Sixers fan. And, it, it, it you know, it got worse because the Sixers were top in the rankings this week. So all, you know, all week from them, I've just been getting like, you're just a Sixers homer. So, like, this is. This, this, it,
0: it, Encino this, resident and Sixers homer Moe Hill.
2: I ain't trying yeah, to yeah, live want, in a cold Sixers- need- city. I, I love the use of Homer there, like as if you like, <laughs> like I feel like that right. should be reserved to people that actually like live or grew live up there. in the city or whatever. But most speaking of fans and like Lakers fans getting mad or just fans getting mad in general, I was just, you know, I was curious going going back to your days working for a team. You just mentioned it, you know, like w- the thing that we have to talk about on the podcast today is the courtside Karen thing last night. And I was just wondering, like,
0: huh? You owe me 10 cents. I just, I I came up with that. I trademarked it. Oh, you you trademarked
2: it. Yeah. So no, Anthony came up with that. And then like LeBron used another one of his nicknames in addition to Wash King. But Mo, (laughs) I was just wondering, like, did you ever have any courtside Karen experiences? Did you ever from behind the bench or the locker room, like become a courtside Karen? Like, have you ever screamed at a player (laughs) and gotten kicked out of an NBA game? Oh, hell no. Me as a video
1: (laughs) guy, are you out of your damn mind? I'd lose my job. Harrison, what's wrong with you? Um no, but you know what? What's funny is You're like yelling at the camera. Move the camera to the left. <laughs> oh no! I've left! definitely listen. I've definitely yelled at the high angle feed at Staples every now and then, going like
2: "Zoom out," <laughs> but
1: like, you know, like because every now and then they will be too you know zoomed in or like whatever. I can't see the split cuts. Well, <laughs> I need it for the edits. The coaches are going to look at me going like what the hell, um, you know? But the 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 funny thing when you talk about that is like the the under Donald Sterling, you know, there was that whole Baron Davis Donald Sterling where Sterling was talking <laughs> trash to Baron his own yeah that's right Donald Sterling was the original courtside Karen. W- was talking trash to his own player. His own yeah. player. So, you know, like it's it's crazy. Now, in terms of that, I don't really want to talk too much about courtside Karen just because the fact of like she deserves zero attention. She's a moron. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that whole group, the husband, the whole thing, they're all stupid and they're all trying to get attention and they're all trying to be insta-famous right now. And and, and she's going on Instagram and I'm going to F up LeBron and all this. Like,
2: shut up. Like, this is
1: just stupid. That's what, and this that's, is what, that's
2: the thing that amazed me most about it was like, like, I I want to, I just can't even imagine the level of privilege to go on Instagram and defend yourself and say, you don't understand why you were kicked out. While saying, I told LeBron I was going to kick his ass. Like, it's like you're sitting courtside. You can't yell that at a player when you're sitting courtside. Like, I I, I
1: mean, the whole other thing is there just being courtside seats for fans during a pandemic is is just – I mean, forget fans being allowed in the arena, but just – Okay, but courtside, really? Like, come on. Like, do we have to do that? Like, there's many levels where I'm like, hmm, mm
2: mm-mm. Yeah, I believe it was the Atlanta Hawks CEO or like one of the, Steve Koonin was like saying that he's like an athletic reporter asked him. I think it was Chris Kirshner asked him about like, you know, the incident and if it would lead them to review their fan policies. I and mean, he's like, no, well, I don't see what this has to do with courtside fans. It's like, what? It was courtside fans that did it. What do you, what do you mean? You don't it's, see what has to like, And I understand that not every courtside fan is doing it. I understand that these people are tested. Like, I understand that the players want them there and all these things. But, like, it's still an insane cash grab that the NBA should be criticized for, regardless of if the players agree to it and want it, and regardless of if the NBA wants it. Like, it's just an insane thing to have fans courtside where they can not only scream at players but pull their masks down to scream at players and officials and whatever. Like, even if they are tested with something that's, like, only 80% accurate, it. like it's just it, it's it's just stupid mm-hmm.
1: yeah and 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 but the whole thing too like her, th- they're trying to build a name off of themselves right like now they're going to use this to to whatever she's going to try to be on the reality on housewives fox of news, atlanta yeah. or something or we'll see her on fox news or anything
2: like we will gonna you have you know, a podcast on outkick by the end of the week or something
1: right mm-hmm. like whatever but it's just like this is the whole thing like this is our this is our this is actually a societal problem like we're paying more attention to this person than we should like this should be, yep. okay, she got ejected, whatever, All right, punter to the the ethers never to hear from again, but now it's on every show, every podcast, every article, everybody's touching on it, and I'm just like i'm 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 not interested,
0: I agree, let's move on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't more. <laughs> like one more thing though
0: <laughs> but uh all right so so just you know segueing awkwardly away from that i've been this is the thing that has been the most interesting to me mo regarding the lakers and it would be a disservice of you know two people to have you on here and not ask you this question is alex Car- caruso the greatest role player of all time or like only top five
1: no one know (laughs) like come on man like what are we doing here guys listen this is this is the truth about alex caruso he is the perfect role player for this laker team that does not necessarily mean it translates to other teams every team needs something different every team needs something different from their guys alex caruso brings just the perfect stuff for this laker team and it works extremely well and he's listen I'm a, I'm a fan of his I think he's a hell of a player I think he's an important piece for this Laker team you know and just look at the stuff like the Boston game where he comes up with that you know he didn't come up with a steal but he just breaks up that breakaway that Jalen yeah. Brown had
2: that should have been a win for the Celtics right there <laughs> yeah they would that would have been the game-winning dunk basically like if he hadn't what? rushed back
1: Right. And, 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 and a lot of times guys don't make that play defensively. Like that's big time plays. He had another big time play in Atlanta where he had the strip and the dunk in the fourth quarter. So, you know, like he, he makes a lot of big plays for this Laker team, you know, but what, what, what people are like, is he the the greatest role player or, or the best role player in the NBA? No, he's just a perfect role player for this Laker team. And that's not to say he's not a good player on other teams either, but like, Every team no, no, no! Don't say that part.
2: Just, he, hes only good on the Lakers. Like we're trying to keep him here. So if you can just like text all your friends with other that's, NBA teams, that's like, you think, and I your Homer Alex stuff. Fraud, like
1: that's that's you, that's you and your Homer stuff. I told you, not a fan. Don't care where he goes.
0: <laughs> well, we, well, we very much do, Mo. So we're just gonna bleep uh, that whole part. Like, <laughs> but I—I'm kind of curious, though, Mo. So like you worked in—you worked in film. And so the Lakers found themselves in the spot where, or find themselves still find themselves in the spot where the stats are telling a very clear story about Caruso versus Schroeder. The, uh, the video was telling a very clear story about those two players and, 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 and how the team looks with one guy versus the other on, on, on the team or on the court. And I'm kind of curious, like as a video guy, was it just your, like, would you give input and say like, Hey man, this guy is absolutely killing it here. We should maybe look into expanding his role or is it that, you know, would you ever get frustrated by the fact that you're looking at this thing? It's very clear in the video, what you're seeing here and the coaching staff continues to want to go in the other direction.
1: It, you know, it, it completely, I mean, first off as a video guy, it's not like I have a ton of say, right? Like, so let's, yeah. for starters, it's, 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 Dependent on my relationship you with the coaches pop's
0: and, door down and yeah no I'm not saying anything to
1: pop just so you know like I've been mean, <laughs> pops like yeah no I'm like yeah I agree with pop um you know like, like, like
2: <laughs> a small little note at the bottom of the scouting report it's like Alex has played pretty well lately just notice it that it would be like it a would water be posed, it would be posed as a question more than anything yeah. else to Pop. like no like, hey, oh, does he like, does it seem do you like you this guy's played, played really well I don't know what do you think yeah like
1: hey like hey pop it looks like Alex is playing pretty well what do you know or or so on but like other coaches, like under Vinny Del Negro, like I was able to kind of have some input and have that conversation with them. Doesn't mean they're going to listen to me. Just means they're not going to yell at me <laughs> when I say something. Um But the the and Pop would never yell at me for saying anything. I didn't want to just give that. Yeah, off. It's just yeah. You, know, you just you you know when to when to interject. Sorkin. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot take harrison over here um it, it, you know it, with his newsy hat and everything like he's uh <laughs> gonna... excuse you excuse you it's the
2: podcast fedora okay it's like the,
0: the dumbest thing in the history of podcasting
2: it, it, that this is how i become podcast harrison it's like it's you know <laughs> It's okay. The well,
1: we're, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna leave it there, and let's just make sure that hat stays in the house. Uh,
0: the, so the tape, right now, for example, the tape is very a it's telling a very clear story here that the hat is not working for Harrison. So if you were to walk <laughs> into a room and give, <laughs> well,
1: I'll make fun but, of um, Harrison in public without a hesitation, and Harrison knows that. Yeah, like, no, he absolutely has.
2: Like, uh, yeah, you I, know, I, this, this happens in the media room. Mo has bullied me there. Like, I don't know if I bullied you. I've just made no, fun of you. I, I don't know bullying, if that's bullying. Like,
1: no, bullying's a different <laughs> connotation. You know, bullying yeah. has a whole different level of meanness. It's just me cracking a couple of jokes. That's all, bud. Um Yeah. But back to the back to the, the 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 question though of like Alex Caruso. It's a tricky situation too because it's you know, the numbers say something, the videos say, you know, correspond with that. And you feel like, okay, well, Alex should have a bigger role. Maybe Alex should start. Maybe Alex should do this. When you're doing that, you're taking away from somebody else. And that might be somebody you need down the road. You know, so mm-hmm. It, right now Wesley Matthews is out of the start out, out of the rotation the past two games you know and so it's a everybody's eyebrows are raised is he going to be out for the, the is this a thing where he's not going to play all season or whatnot you know you have to find a way as a coach and as a staff to keep him engaged because you're going to need him at some point you know I personally don't think Wesley Matthews is going to stay out of the rotation you know for an extended period of time this season I think Frank Vogel does the thing where he likes to Test out lineups and experiment and things and see how things go. And I think, you know, Matthews is going to work his way back in. But I think there's I'm always that bad. human.
2: To that point, that's exactly what Frank has said he's doing is just that he's shortening the rotation now to look at these guys. And like he felt like when he had the longer rotation, the guys weren't able to get in a rhythm as easily because their playing time was coming so far apart and they were getting cold on the bench. And like my sense is that players express that to him and that this is like a way to, okay, we're going to do these guys this game. And then my sense is that Keith and Morris will be or uh, Markeith and uh, Wes Matthews will be back in the rotation fairly soon.
1: Yeah, and it's a dance you got to do as a as a, a coach, and it's a long season, and you got to kind of keep guys engaged. It's hard. This stuff's hard. Rotations are hard. Here's the thing. Everybody's always like, this guy should play more, or this guy should do that, and this. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to see that guy in the locker room after games. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're know, you not the one that has to deal with that. And, and the problem isn't if the coach is afraid to say something. It's that 12 guys in a room, it only takes one or two to really spoil the mood and to change the mm-hmm. chemistry and things like that. Granted, the Lakers have great chemistry as a team. You know, they're led by LeBron. AD's awesome in it. You know, they have Marcus who's a great teammate. You know, there's always good stuff about Montrez Harrell in terms of just the energy he brings and things like that. And you have guys that that have good energy. So it's maybe not as big a concern with the Lakers, but it's a con- for other teams it can be. And I think that's one of those things where it's just trying to keep everybody engaged and stuff like that. So Caruso's balling, and I think... You know he's going to continue. I think he's a hell of a player. I think he's going to roll for this team, and and he's carved a hell of a niche for himself. You know, and and we'll see times where that role is going to expand, and we'll see times where that's going to shrink. You know, and that's just going to be the ebb and flow of the season all the way to the playoffs.
2: No. And I think that that's like a really good, you know, that's really good insight into there. Like there is a political aspect of this where like, I mean, these guys are human beings. This is not 2K. And I know that that's like almost become a cliche over the last couple of years, but it's true. Like you can't just bench a guy and then have him just be cool with that and then stay ready to go. You know, if you have an injury, if you need that guy for a specific situation to guard someone or to match up or lineups or whatever. And like, we just saw the thing that I don't understand about why people are going so crazy about this is like, we just saw this last year with Rondo where Frank, like he was actively dabbed the entire regular season. Frank kept him in the rotation, despite like the screams of podcasters and hot take artists like Anthony. And like it it kept him (laughs) ready and engaged for, uh, for the playoffs. So that's my thing with this is like Caruso is playing more now. That's great. But like the reason he's not playing, he hadn't been playing more in general was like the Lakers are experimenting. They are not, their primary goal i mean it's to win these games but it's also kind of not to win these games like they've admitted that these are basically open practices and you know like i think that all of that stuff are things that you have to consider when you know criticizing rotations or who's playing over who or you know what these stats say or whatever Is like they're literally just trying to asem- assemble a sample size right now and get through the season healthy while winning as many games as possible That wasn't really a question, but I just, well, I was, that was was the point.
1: (laughs) I mean, that was a good point though, but I mean, that's just, that's just the way this thing goes, you know, throughout the season. And the other thing too, that's challenging for every team, not just the Lakers, every team's dealing with less practice times, less shoot arounds, less team meetings, less film room sessions and things like that. This is the situation we're in right now this season with the pandemic. So
2: everybody has to deal with that issue. And I think that makes it challenging for everything. Yeah, I want to, I think Anthony and I both have something else that we want to get into as far as like these adjustments that the Lakers are making. But uh, let's take a really quick break for some like ad sponsors first. All right, so Mo, I, I think something that Anthony and I have been talking a lot about, and I think like a lot of people that watch this Lakers team have been talking about, and I'm curious for your thoughts on is this team's defense. Like statistically, it's been really good, but when it doesn't work, you know, like it, it like it looks bad. Like you know, you have people tweeting Marcus Gasol looks slow, and, and like their time. Like when Marcus Gasol gets blown by, he looks slow. You know, like <laughs> and right. I, I think that the defense. It's interesting because statistically, I think uh, the last time I checked, it's either around or like maybe even a little better where it was last year, but it doesn't look as good. And so like how much of the metrics are a product of like, okay, they have played kind of crappy teams in a lot of these games. And, you know, maybe they're just a lot better than these teams. So, you know, and like when they're making baskets, there's less transition opportunity, like little stuff like that. I was just wondering from watching this team, like, you know, the way it like analytically and breaking down the X's and O's the way that you do. I'm just curious what you're seeing from this defense. And like, I mean, do you think that these numbers are somewhat of a mirage? Do you think that they're just as good as last year?
1: I think they're a good defensive team. I think they're they're as good as last year, but I think they're in the process of learning it. You still have guys that are trying to learn the rotations and 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 where you're going when we you know, when we blitz the pick and roll, we need you to go here and him to go there and and things like that. They're, again, learning on the fly, again, with le- few practices and, and things like that. So the the defense has, has slipped a little bit, I'd say, in the past, you know, during this road trip, during this two-week road trip. I feel like it's kind of dropped off a little bit. Some of that is energy. There are times where it looks like, you know, as, as great as LeBron has been, there have been times where it looks like he takes a playoff or two defensively, where he just doesn't make the rotations. And, you know, it's like, but I'll make those rotations come playoff time and things like that. Like there, there's some of those things there, you know, the game against the Hawks, like they really did not do a good job in the pick and roll with Trey Young. You know, I thought Trey Young got whatever he wanted out of that pick and roll, whether it was a lob to the big guy, whether it was a jumper or three or a kick out to, for a a driving kick three. So I think. Especially after AD picked up his
0: fourth foul, like he didn't want to challenge Trey at the rim at all.
1: Yeah. And it just became an issue. And and, and I feel like there are times where this team's defense just kind of like, eh, you know, and, and and my, my take of the Lakers all season is, you know, they, they're fine. They're okay. And when they care, they're great, you know, and, and, and you can see that in in some of these games and, and when they come out, like we're going to, the Houston games are a great example, right? Like they came out and like, we're going to put it, put it on you in those games. But, you know, before Harden got traded and, you know, then you see him in the Philly game where they were really trying in that game. And I think just Philly had a good night. I'll be honest that Boston game, I felt like they slept walked through the first half. Like I, it was a a weird thing watching mm-hmm. them. I I really kind of felt like, man, they don't really seem to care all that much. They picked it up, but it wasn't, it wasn't them going from start to finish. We're going to dominate. And I think that's what we're seeing with this team in general is them picking their spots. So at times the defense is going to look bad and it's just going to be because it's like, they're just like, "Ah, you know, we just got to get to the playoffs, you know, and be healthy. And, and you can't blame them. They won a championship last year. Most of these guys came back. They have that institutional knowledge. They're working in the new guys and those guys over time will get better. You know, Gasol, he, he, he might just be slow, guys. Like, it's just that simple. But there's, 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 I would say there's a high likelihood he's just slow.
2: <laughs> and, yeah, like, and I feel just... like, I feel like we don't need a video coordinator for that specific one. Like, I feel, I, I think we, I all think right, we then I'll go home. That. It was yeah. good
1: talk, guys. I'll see you next yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I think, you know, but I still think there's value in it because of his IQ of having him on the court, both offensively and Absolutely. defensively. And I think that goes a long way. And I think it's just, figuring it all out as they're going through this so you know they're i'm not worried about their defense the numbers are great and you're you're looking at them going like when they turn it on it's a tough ass defense you know but it's Mm -hmm. but it's challenging you know when when it's just like they're just going through the motions it's not going to look good and and that's going to happen from time to time and it, it feels like almost we're at the dog days kind of thing with this season right now with these with with some of these teams 20 games in cuz we know what the Lakers are at this point right like there's no questions about what this team is
0: I'm I'm kind of curious to kind of tie the last two topics together the idea of of lessened practice time across the league and then the way that the, the Lakers are defending and we've seen it kind of slip a little bit I'm kind of curious if you think that like they're 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 open to the season and, and the way that they were defending how much of that was a factor of they did have some of that already incorporated institu- institutional knowledge. And so, so many of these other teams have so many guys, so much turnover and a shortened preseason and training camp to be able to work with that. It, it, are, are we seeing some regression here or do you think it's just that the Lakers have hit those dog days? Uh, you know, are we seeing the, re- the the regression to where we think the Lakers are going to be where they're, Maybe top five instead of the best defense in the NBA uh, versus, you know, just a, a lull right now. And then they'll, they'll tick back up as the season goes along.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's, here's the thing. And this is nitpicking too, right? Because they do have the top defensive rating in the NBA right now, you know, from, mm-hmm. from where that, and, and it's by almost, you know, two points. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's just saying it
2: could, I, I'm, I'm a coach. I nitpick. What, what do you want me to do? Well, no, like, I, mean, I think it could be it, better. Like what, it, what you're talking about is exactly what I was trying to get at. Is like, I, I think I'm wondering how much of this is just like that. It looks different than it was last year. Like last year, they had a lot of guys that could get in passing lanes. Like they're really physical in terms of their rim protection. Whereas now I think like, yeah, yeah like they're they it, It's just different. I think than it was last, like, that's kind of my theory on it. And I was just wondering like what you've seen to you that, like, why does it look worse, but is probably just as good? Well, I mean, because here's
1: the main thing: you know, you don't have the shot blocking at the rim like the way you did mm-hmm. with JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, right? Just visually, you don't see the blocks as much. You know, it's 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 a different story. Again, Marcus Hall's not going to block a lot of shots. Now he's going to get in position and take a charge, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> or 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 make you rethink that drive because he's in good help position. But that's not something that's going to catch the eye of a lot of people, you know. That's just kind of the, the 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 IQ of his that kind of come into it. And then around the perimeter, like you know, Dennis Schroeder started out the game against the Hawks pretty good te- defensively. You know, he was really getting into Trey Young and really kind of hounding him a little bit. You know, over time it just kind of got wore down. But you don't have the guys like the Avery Bradleys. You know, who, who I thought was really good defensively for the Lakers. You don't have, you know, Danny Green, who was great mm-hmm. in the rotations and, and things like that. Like you lose some of that. So it doesn't look the same. And it's not going to, because you've lost, you know, four guys right there who 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 matter defensively. And then you five when you add Rondo for how he performed in the playoffs and him knowing where to be and where to go. So, you know, it is gonna look different. It's not as athletic or as explosive, but it's still damn efficient. And it and and it mm-hmm. will and and I think it will still work, you know, as they go on. It's just, you know, as Anthony was was asking, I think it is just more of the dog days. You know, and this is something I kind of expected this Laker team to kind of expected them to look like this a little bit more than than come out of the gate and storm. And again, they're like a top three team standing wise in the yeah. NBA. It's not like well, like that's top the- five
0: now in your power rankings, which is all that really matters, Mo.
1: Well, look, don't lose the Pistons. Don't lose look, the, the Pistons. the
2: power rankings are like, that's what Frank Vogel puts up on the locker room, yeah. like whiteboard, as bulletin board material when they're allowed their 10-minute pandemic preparation meetings. Like, they spend five of it just criticizing the team based on what Mo said.
1: Mm-hmm. Good. Now they want a phone call. I could Zoom in if they want. Like, it's not a problem. I can come in on a Zoom and we can, you know, do the reverse. Instead of me asking them questions, I can, you know, I can go at them, you know. Like, you know, but I just think it's, I think the team overall is going to be fine. It's just funny. It's it's they're they're almost I call it playing with their food, right? You could see mm-hmm. it in some games. Uh, we you know you almost kind of be like LeBron looking at it and going like, uh, I think we just need a quarter and a half today to put this team
2: away. Cool. Yeah, that was, that do- was literally the title of my recap of their game against the Warriors is the Lakers played with their food and choked on it. Like, you yeah, know, like, that, yeah,
1: it, it comes back to bite you. Right. And it's, yeah. you know, and they, and they pick their, and it's not always the first quarter, right. It's like, ah, uh, all right, let's just be really good in the second and third and then chill, you know, or whatnot. And, 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 and the thing is they're good enough where they can get away with that. And because of what they did last year, and the investment in chemistry and the investment in institutional knowledge across all these guys, you think of five or six guys that are, that are back with the team, you know, they, they all know where, where, where they need to be when it matters. So I think that they can get away with it because they're so good. This isn't like a team that, you know, came back. This is the first time to get for all these people are together for the first time. You know, that's a team that has to, grind and really bust their butt all season Mm -hmm. to figure it out. Like, let's just say the Sixers, for example, a lot of new pieces, all these guys, new coach, they got to bust their butts all season because they got to figure it out chemistry-wise, make sure they're on the right points and rotations and whatnot. And you can look at it for a bunch of other teams. You know, Brooklyn's going to have that. They all got to be on it every game because that's a learning experience. The Lakers already learned. They already know what they're about. The other new guys, they can kind of teach along the way as they go. And and so they can get away with it for the most part, but you know we're there are going to be times where it's just not going to look pretty. It's just that simple, and you're going to drop in the rankings for, for it from time to time.
0: I, I'm I'm kind of curious because you know it was interesting. I you, you really rarely see this from a reigning champion type team, right? Where they had their identity last year, they were a absolutely dominating defense when they when they wanted to be. They were just superimposing as a physical and athletic team and then this year they kind of took a step back from that and said "We're, we're gonna have a switch that we can flip every so often but we're also now going to be a lot more explosive offensively and I'm kind of curious if you think that you know they've taken enough steps forward from a personnel standpoint offensively to make up for what they kind of gave up defensively last year. Cause that's the entire premise of their offseason.
1: Yeah. And, and I think they did. And then some, you know, first off, you know, getting Dennis Schroeder, the kids 27, when you're a team like the Lakers, there's not a lot of opportunities to get young talent, you know, in, mm-hmm. in in that situation. So that was a smart move for them. Cause that's a guy that they can bank on for a few more years, you know, as, as LeBron gets up there in age and, and so on. And, and they have that, you know, I think they've, improve the ability to hey lebron doesn't have to do everything every night for us you know it's we can chill a little bit you know he can have a night off if he wants and 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 we should be just fine and and win against most teams cuz we have that talent you know ad doesn't have to shoulder the load like when you looked at last season I'm sure you guys talked about it i know i certainly did i said man that's a lot on ad and lebron Because it really was just the two of them. And whenever LeBron left the game in the regular season, oh, my God, did the offense suck. It wasn't bad. It sucked. It fell straight off a cliff half the time. And I would just be like, man, like, that's just brutal. And that's a lot Mm -hmm. on LeBron's plate. That's not the case this year. You know, the team, you know, with everybody that they have, they can put a team on the court where you're like, "Okay, without LeBron, this team shouldn't at least should at least be even. Shouldn't be a negative yes. for us. And I think that's kind of the thing. And I think that was a big thing for their offseason. And granted, they sacrificed some defense, but I don't think they even sacrificed that much defensively. It's just different. It's the way Harrison was asking about it. It's just a different type of defense. You know, it's not as explosive. It's not as let's force turnovers and get out and running and transition. It's It's more, hey, we're going to force you into tough shots. We're going to get the rebound and then we're going to run.
2: I, I think. I mean. I think you kind of naturally led me into where we wanted to wrap up, which was like. I'm you good know, at this. You? <laughs> yeah, you're a professional podcaster.
0: Um, he saw. It was like, man, we're 40 minutes in. I gotta get like, them. Yeah, line. I gotta get <laughs> to the
2: conclusion. But it's- get the hell out of here. <laughs> Mo, based on what you've seen from this team so far, like, like, and, you know, I know we were giving you a hard time about the power rankings, but like, where do you have them, you know, now among like, like, if we're looking longer term in terms of like the title picture and stuff like that, are they the clear one A still to you? Or are there teams that are in that same tier with them?
1: No, they're, they're the clear one A, you know, it it it's them and then it's everybody else. And, and the reason why is, you know, I, I don't think I'm not concerned about them having to flip on the switch you know listen lebron's had that switch for years he knows how to handle that right like that's his game he's fine with that you know i think ad is kind of learning how to deal with the switch a little bit but at the end of the day this team has a ton of talent and the you know it's just gonna finals is gonna go through them does it mean to me they're 100 percent guaranteed to win no, you know, I think they're going to have some challenges. I thought that Philly game was really interesting because they really struggled defending Embiid despite having the mm-hmm. bigs that they had. And and on top of it, they also struggled with Harris, you know, who got loose. And Simmons, I thought, did a good job on on LeBron defensively. So I think there's a interesting teams out there. But they also – but that team has a long way to go before we can feel like they're going to come out of the East. So for me, when I look at it, it's, it's the Lakers – and then everybody else, maybe the Clippers just behind them. But after that, it's, you know, there's a whole other tier.
0: Yeah, I would, I mean, I'm I'm a homer, but I would, I would have to agree. I, I just, I've seen Chucking. more from the Lakers. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to disagree when you say something like that. No, actually I, I heartily disagree. The Clippers are way better.
2: <laughs> I'm going to clip just that part and like, and tweet it out. like. It just, just cut the part where it made, you made it clear you were joking, and then just like Mo talks about it, and you're like, "No way, the Clippers are better." Oh, shit! I just did it to myself. <laughs> there, you go, there you
1: go. I'm
0: gonna get you right back. All right, Mo. Well, well, thank you very much for hopping on with us. This was an absolute blast. I can't like it's one of those podcasts where you look at and you're like, "Holy crap, it's been that long already." Uh, I've I really enjoyed this. Anything that we should be looking for from you, uh, you know, that you want to plug
1: before we get out of um, here. Well, I know Laker fans know where the power rankings are, so I don't need to plug that one that much. Uh, <laughs> but I have, you know, I write for Bleacher Report. I do stuff beyond the the power rankings. Uh, I have podcasts on the Athletic. I do Nerders She Wrote with Seth Partnow and Dave Defore every Friday, where we we as nerds d- really dive into, you know, basketball on, on different levels. And then every Tuesday, I'm I'm trying to put out these videos called One Mo Thing. Short video on Twitter, hit you with literally just one thing, one topic, try to get you in and out with two minutes and try to give you a little bit of a better understanding of whatever's running through my mind, whatever topic's running through my mind uh, for that day.
2: Uh, and yeah, that's, that's really uh, all I got going. So we, should we expect next week's to be on Courtside Karen and like the ethics of like which people should be yelling at player? Like Only Donald Sterling gets to, in your words, I think.
1: Well, listen, if you're going to cut the dude's millions of dollars, you might. I'm just kidding. Just kidding.
2: (laughs) Uh, no, yeah.
0: I was about to say, like, Mo, Mo, we got to cut it.
2: We got to cut, <laughs> cut Mo off. We're just going to cut that part. He's to Mo,
1: got to Just joking, right, of well. course. But, yeah, no, nah, I, I don't even – Sometimes I don't even know what it's going to be until Monday morning where I'm like, oh, crap, I got to come up with a new one more thing.
0: <laughs> well, they've been fantastic to this point. You can find them on Twitter at Hill underscore NBA. Uh, and as he said on Bleacher Report and at the Athletic, uh, thank you very much for hopping on with us, Mo. And we uh, we look forward to to hopping on and making fun of Harrison together here uh, sometime soon.
1: That's easy. We can do that like for 25, twenty five, <laughs> twenty. All right, thanks guys. Like, All right,
2: that's, that'll do it for the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. We will uh, somebody will be back with you tomorrow. <laughs>